assuming I have to keep it because that's also coming from a lack of abundance and scarcity. So if you can say, you know what, when the time comes, I'll be able to get what I need. And then to begin to trust yourself, you know, that's again, what you're signaling out to the universe. Okay. I'm ready for whatever you want to throw my way. And you're opening up space. If you have a lot of clutter, you can't create those things that you desire because the universe is like, oh, you're full. You've got enough, right? That's why I want to create, move that energy, get it open. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we have a very special guest with us helping declutter your life so you can find peace and joy and harmony. Julie Carasio is joining us. Julie, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey and and, uh, how you decluttered, I assume, your life and it helped you find peace and uh, reduce stress and anxiety. And and obviously, you've taken that and, and starting to help people around the world. Yes, absolutely. So I had started a business. I was working in a crazy, my background's a nonprofit. And I thought, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. What can I do that uses my skill set that's going to make a difference for people and that I can feed myself doing? And so I started organizing. But then I had this aha moment working with a client. I was like, you know what? It's more about the decluttering. I mean, you can always organize clutter, but have you made that much progress? So I started doing that with my business. In the meantime, had a show called Reawaken Your Brilliance, where I'd interview body, mind, spirit experts. And so it just kind of combined in my business, like how can we get people to see the bigger picture of clutter and see how they can change their lives if they declutter? Wonderful. And also my mom, Janet Benton Gaylord, is here on the stage as well. Mom, welcome to the stage. How are you? Yes, yeah, so I've Welcome. had a life working with mind, body, and spirit, and healing um, holistically. So I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. Great, absolutely. So is it is it is it decluttering in the physical world um, as far as organization with like offices and homes, or is there also like a decluttering with the mind? Both and spirit and emotions, health, relationships. If it's preventing you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire, it's clutter. I want people to see the bigger picture. And as an example, instead of seeing a messy desk as, oh, it's just a messy desk, that might be a roadblock to a promotion or preventing you from writing the next great American novel or a really decluttered or really cluttered closet is preventing a relationship from blooming. Don't just look at the clutter. What is it preventing you from creating? Love it. It reminds me of like the book, The Secret of like cleaning mm-hmm. out the garage for the brand new car that you want or, or, or sleeping on one side of the bed and making sure the bed's ready for, uh, you know, your significant other to, mm-hmm. uh, to join you. So wonderful stuff. Uh, maybe uh, what, some examples maybe of some success stories or maybe teach us a little bit how you do what you do. Well, it's, I want people to look where are they feeling stuck? Because a lot of people be like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stuck, but I don't know the first step to take. So if you're looking around, it might be, you know, what is it you want to create in your life? Or what does it feel that you lack? And then you can start to ask yourselves those questions. And then that's going to allow you to say, okay, this is what I needed to clutter to move forward. 
you know, as a couple of examples, uh, clutter can really impact a relationship. I had a newlywed couple that I was working with and they weren't having dinner together because they throw all their crap on the dining room table and to they didn't have that space to create a kind of at the end of the day, let's talk about life and dinner and everything. And once we cleared that, they were able to work on their relationship and get it going again. And they really hadn't realized, and you know, you think about it, it's just, okay, we're just throwing stuff on the dining room table, but it had become a huge block in their relationship. And I think that's one of the things that I love about my job when I can help heal relationships. I had another client where her, every time her mother-in-law came into the room, she just, or the home, she just criticized her, she just criticized her. And one of the things, you know, I talk about clutter holistically in addition to clearing the physical clutter, it allowed her to create boundaries. And, you know, instead of criticizing me, can you watch the kids? And so I can get a break. And so again, bringing in all those pieces, it's more than just the physical stuff. That sounds just amazing. And I, I think you're absolutely right. We don't stop with our houses and get them organized and nor do we do that with our minds, especially. For instance, I'm trying to finish writing a book. And so I'm sure there's what suggestions you have in general for writers who are getting stuck or caught up on other things or uh, not able to actually accomplish what they're trying? Well, you know, one of my favorite, uh, I have to share this because this is my favorite tip for creative people. You know how in an office space, you'll have those mailing, have all those slots and they'll name everyone in the office. Sometimes creative people are like, oh, I have so many ideas and they'll write it down a little piece of paper and then forget it or get lost or it becomes this huge pile. So what I love about kind of that mail slot system is you, if you have your idea for your book and then you have an idea for another book, you can keep all those ideas in one place and it's decluttered and it's organized, but you still haven't lost your creativity. I think one of the things is, you know, it's mental clutter. What is your block that's preventing you from writing? You know, you should write every day. I mean, some people might say you write a hundred words, you write 15 minutes or whatever it is. But one thing that's really important for anything is to write it down, right? Because if we say, I'm going to do that someday, then someday never comes. And I'm a huge fan. It gives you that sense of accomplishment to be able to cross it off your list. But it's really important. You've committed to it and you write it down every day. This is what I'm going to do. And you get into that routine. And they've done studies and have found that when we do things at kind of the same day, around the same time, we tend to get them done more quickly. Well, that's fantastic. I know it's just little things and our busy minds can think of all kinds of distractions instead of doing the thing, the major goals, we do the little goals and not the big goals. And I'm glad you brought up distraction because I would say to that, why do I need to be distracted, right? And I'm always about you be an archeologist and don't criticize yourself, but look at it as what do I need to find out about myself so that I can move forward? Why do I need this distraction? And I, am I afraid if I write the great American novel that someone's gonna love me less or that my friends won't like me or I'll lose something, right? What's the fear behind that? Cause usually behind the distraction, there's a fear. That makes perfect sense. I. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, so what's the most common problem you do work with with your clients? Um, obviously, everyone's different. I, people get hung up a lot on memories, right? Oh, my gosh, this is a memory of when we first met or this picture or whatever it is. And where we get challenged is we place our memories on the objects, right? But if we were to take the object away, the memory's not gonna go anywhere. Our memories are in our hearts and are in our heads. So that's something that people tend to 
get really stuck on. And the other thing is I might need this someday. I don't care if I've had it mm -hmm. for 10 years and I've never used it. And so what I say to my clients is, can you trust that you'll get what you need when you need it? So if you let that item go, that you'll be able to come up with a solution. Maybe you can borrow it from a neighbor. Maybe it's something that you can rent, you know, instead of automatically assuming I have to keep it because that's also coming from a lack of abundance and scarcity. So if you can say, you know what, when the time comes, I'll be able to get what I need. And then to begin to trust yourself, you know, that's again, what you're signaling out to the universe. Okay. I'm ready for whatever you want to throw my way. And you're opening up space. Do you have a lot of clutter? You can't create those things that you desire because the universe is like, oh, you're full. You've got enough, right? That's why I want to create, move that energy, get it open. I agree with that. And I also think sometimes that clutter is old energy from that old time. Mm -hmm. Years ago, it always sense the people that keep their grandparents' furniture or whatever. And uh, But I think you're absolutely right. My children have a rule. I can't keep anything bigger than a bread box as a memento or a memory because uh, I always wanted to keep this little baby clothes or this odd thing or this vase I had in 1975 or something. So those are excellent. You can get creative. I want to tell you, you can get creative and have fun with that. Maybe you have a quilt, like if you're a marathon person, you've run all these races. Why not have a quilt created of all your t-shirts? And then that's something that you're going to use regularly or curate a shadow box of things and just take, okay, this is good. I'm going to go through everything and pick out the most important pieces and then create a shadow box or something else to hang on the wall. There are always options. And it's, and it's about teaching discernment, right? Because we don't have to keep everything. What is most important to me, right? And when we clear that clutter, then we can focus on what matters most. I like that discernment and prioritizing. <laughs> Sound yes. like very good approaches. So do you work one-to-one -one with people or is this an online process? Yeah, I do obviously physically and go into someone's house, but I also do online work because I think that it's very important. My goal is to teach you skills. I think everyone can declutter. I think everyone can organize. They just, a lot of people tend to be overwhelmed. So we can definitely work online and, you know, there's coaching going on and you get homework in between sessions, but what's important if we can dig deep and understand why have I created this clutter then you're able to release it and move forward. And you know, I mentioned the woman with the mother-in-law. Yeah, it was physical stuff and she needed to get her house clean, but also she needed to set a boundary with the mother-in-law. And so figuring out and kind of having a neutral person that can say, hey, you know, this is going on and how do we solve it? And that's a great idea. I think many married women and men, especially if they have children and grandchildren, have that conflict. Um, and yes. I know my and say, well, I've raised all these children successfully. I'm sure you want to hear all my ideas. And it took me quite a while to realize, uh, no, they really don't. They kind of feel like criticism. And so, um, yeah, that's a, a journey I think a lot of uh, parents and grandparents need to learn. I had a question about making your bed. So I had uh, a friend of mine, Glenn Morshauer, who's uh, an, he was an actor on uh, the TV series uh, 24. And uh, he's got some real brilliant um, insights on manifestation. But one of his things that um, that I found really powerful was he's every morning he makes his bed. He makes it clean and neat. And he's in the, his you know theory is if if you don't have um, you know five minutes to make your bed, then what you know what kind of life are you living? And if you don't have the power and the control to start your day with a with a beautiful presentation, and so when you do crawl back into bed, you have this beautifully made bed. 
Um, it, it's just, it's something that he is profoundly uh, impeccable about. What's your take on making your bed every day? I think that's a great suggestion, but I'm also about what works best for you because maybe in your life right now, it's not about making your bed, but it's having gratitude. And you wake up and you say to five things that you're grateful for. That might be more powerful for you than making your bed. Love it. So I, Any other tips and tricks before we, uh, before we have to sign off? No, I just want people to know that no matter what, they are good enough, worthy enough, and loved. Because to me, we're either coming from love and fear, and that's really where the clutter is created from. And no matter what, you can override and overcome and all those challenges in life. That is wonderful. wonderful. People to contact you. If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, they can find my podcast. They can find my books and all about me. And then what is your, what are your podcasts? How are they labeled like on Spotify or whatever? It's well, it's called clear your clutter inside and out. So it's kind of like a little bit we talked about today. It goes into what I'd call more of the life coaching. It's, you know, not just the physical stuff. We talk about spiritual clutter, health relationships. I cover it all. Sounds amazing. Well, I think, yeah, very, very fascinating. And uh, just a, a, a wonderful new fresh look on ways to help people uh, find that inner peace and joy that we're all seeking. And at the end of every Miracle Plant podcast, we say heal the world. That is our mission to reach 1 billion people by 2025 about the power of this miracle plant, especially in the raw form. And when they take this miracle plant, whether it helps with pain, stress, or sleep, it opens Pandora's box, like taking the red pill in the matrix or uh, Alice in Wonderland. What else can I do? What else can I do to take control of my health? Things like we discussed today on the podcast. So on the count of three, we say heal the world because that is the mission here at the Miracle Plant Podcast. So join us here on stage and you listening at home, say heal the world as we lift the vibration, as we share these messages of hope and these ways that people can take control of their health. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. Heal, heal, the, heal the world. world. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Miracle Plant Podcast, Julie. And thank you for listening and joining us in the Miracle Plant Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and share this Miracle Plant Podcast if it touched you or someone in your life as you were hearing it. And uh, be a blessing, everybody. And happy healing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.